Welcome to Worldwide Wonderful Women, a podcast for your living in divine power when yours is diminished. A podcast where encouragers receive encouragement. We understand these are hard times. You may find that it is becoming more of a challenge for you to remain strong as you give of yourself continuously. That's why this is the place to join other women globally who face the same challenges as you. So join us regularly to receive biblical insight not to faint, but to stand strong. This is the podcast to be rejuvenated and revitalized. Now, let's join our host, Paula Harris. Greetings, and welcome to episode number 299 of Worldwide Wonderful Women. And the title of this episode is Wonderful Women, Part 2. What a blessing to have you here again this week. I'm looking into the scriptures to glean inspiration from some of the wonderful women of the Bible. This week, we're going to look at the close relationship between Naomi and Ruth. Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law, and I'm sure that you've heard some bad jokes or some negative comments about mother-in-laws. Well, this is truly a shame. Here, this relationship between a mother and daughter-in-law is positive and inspiring. The book of Ruth offers an entirely different perspective on this relationship between in-laws that is mostly talked about negatively at times. Now, both of them can truly inspire us with some of our relationships. And you can read about them in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth. And let me give you just a quick overview of their story. The story begins in the small town of Bethlehem that is suffering through a famine. And at that time, one of the ways to survive a famine was to move to a more fertile place. Naomi, her husband, and her sons did just that when they went to Moab. They settled in Moab. Their sons married Moabite women by the name of Orpah and Ruth. After 10 years following the deaths of Naomi's husband and sons, news came that Bethlehem was recovering from the famine. Naomi prepared to return to Bethlehem and encouraged her daughter-in-laws to return to their families in Moab. Orpah did as Naomi suggested, but Ruth instead pledged her life to Naomi in these familiar words that we read in Ruth chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there be buried. These words from one widow to another was evident of the love that had grown between them. They would need to depend on each other so that they could survive. In that culture, women were particularly vulnerable, especially without a male relative to serve as a protector and a provider. Israel's law included specific protection for widows, probably because they were often neglected. 
In Malachi chapter 3, verse 5, the oppression of widows is one reason for God's displeasure and judgment against Israel. Malachi 3, 5 states, So I will come to put you on trial. I will be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. So we see here that oppressing widows was one of the things that the Lord was going to deal with. Upon returning to Naomi's home, the two of them found a way to survive by gleaning the fields after the first harvest. Before the fields were stripped completely bare, God had instructed that those in need should be left a part of the harvest around the borders or edges of the field. Ruth, the younger of the two women, took full advantage of this practice in the fields of Boaz, who was a distant relative of Naomi. Now, Ruth's devotion to her mother-in-law and her willingness to do whatever was necessary for survival and her willingness to work and to listen to Naomi's instructions caused Ruth to catch Boaz's attention. Naomi knew the customs of her people, and she used them to help Ruth to find a creative way to change the relationship of master and servant to husband and wife. The marriage of Boaz and Ruth not only provided security and protection for both women going forward, but it provided an heir. Ruth's son, Obed, would become King David's grandfather and Ruth would be forever remembered in the genealogy of Jesus. And you can see that in Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. It would be great if you could take some time to read it on your own, but I would like to just point out a couple of things that can inspire us from their story and their relationship. The relationship between Ruth and Naomi is a reflection of the faithful love of God offered to Israel at that time and to us presently. You may witness today that people can say that they love each other, but walk away from that love once a hard challenge takes place. To truly love another person, relative or not, it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to produce God's love in our heart for it to be a lasting love. This earth is so full of things that can tear love apart, and it will take a power beyond ourselves to endure and hold on to that relationship no matter what. Now, Ruth and Naomi's love kept them together through hard times, even the death of their husbands. Although Oprah decided not to remain with Naomi, Ruth pledged allegiance to Naomi, even to the point of going to a foreign land with foreign customs to remain faithful in their relationship. Are you in a relationship right now that is shaky or unstable? Are you going to fight your way through the tough times or have you decided to give up? I pray that you will seek God and ask him to help you with this other person. 
Use wisdom in your relationships. I've learned that you can have good intentions on trying to help and support your daughter-in-law, but if she does not receive it that way, you'll need to change your course and find a way to show love that's pleasing to her. Let let me give you an example. When visiting my son and daughter-in-law at first, I would jump in and help straighten things up and I would even purchase things that I thought would make things easier for my daughter-in-law. But the message she was getting was that what she was doing was not good enough. And it broke my heart that she would even think such a thing. So I had to change how I went about showing my support and love to her. Now, our relationship is much better. In reading, we get the impression that Naomi lived with Ruth and Boaz and had a close daily relationship with them and her grandson, Obed. No doubt, Naomi had to adjust to what was good for Ruth and her new family. Remember, previously, Ruth had received and obeyed Naomi's instructions, and she was blessed for doing so. But now, things were different. This was a new household where Naomi was not in charge. As a mature woman, you can still use your accumulated wealth of knowledge and experience to provide wise counsel when needed. Now, did you hear what I said? The key is when needed. Depending on the personality of your child and family, you may need to wait until they ask for advice. In some relations, though, you can offer wisdom freely as long as you do not interfere with the marriage relationship. There may even be times when you may bridge the gap between parent and child, perhaps gently reminding your child of his or her own behavior when younger, but please never do that in front of their children. You might find that they even laugh to hear that history is repeating themselves through their children. But be careful to never undermine their parental authority in their own home. Be there, but don't meddle when you shouldn't. So how are you handling family matters? Does it have to be your way or what's best for all? Are you able to take a back seat and let them flourish, grow, and learn from their challenges and mistakes? Or are you a I told you so person? (laughs) All right. Well, your presence can be such a blessing if you will radiate his presence to your family. Now, Naomi's countenance did not reflect her Lord all the time. She was referred to as bitter at one point. And I'm thankful that the Bible shares the strengths and the weaknesses of those in its pages. Naomi had to decide to return to her homeland, and she had to decide to return to her God and trust him fully once again. In living before our loved ones, there will be times when we will need to demonstrate repentance and what is to be done when we falter in our own personal faith walk. Since none of us have arrived or are perfect, we each will have the opportunity to live this out before watching eyes. As much as is possible, radiate through your life the love, grace, mercy, peace, kindness, gentleness, 
understanding, forgiveness, and compassion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let your countenance reflect his countenance as much as possible. Be a positive influence, especially on the younger generation around you, as Naomi was to Ruth, and live so they will want to be around you and listen to the advice that you can provide. Live not putting pressure or demands upon them unnecessarily or by condemning them constantly. Be a source of encouragement to them. Lift them up. Show them the way. Give them room to grow. Be there for them. These are just some of the things Naomi and Ruth can inspire us to do with each other. I do trust that you heard at least one thing today that encouraged your heart and your walk with Jesus. We'll see you next week and smile. Jesus loves you. Thank you for listening to Worldwide Wonderful Women. We trust you enjoyed the program. Please take a moment to leave us a good rating and review on iTunes to help us continually encourage others around the globe. We also invite you to go to TWMforJesus.org. That's T-W-M, like in Mary, F-O-R-J-E-S-U-S dot O-R-G to download your free gift and see other resources to help you live in divine power. And oh, don't forget to tell your friends. Until next time, be strong and of good courage.